Welcome to the B2B Mix Show with Elena and Stacy. In each episode, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your sales and marketing strategy. We'll share what we know along with advice from industry experts who will join us on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hello, Elena. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Stacey. What are we talking about? Well, Elena and dear listeners, we are going to talk about virtual conferences. They've been the big thing since the pandemic started. What do you think about them, Elena? I like them, but only when they're done correctly. You like them as an attendee or a presenter? Ooh, both. Oh, good. I, like, I think both, When again, when done correctly... can be good. That's what our topic is today, but not a big general discussion of uh, virtual conferences. We're going to talk to somebody who did it right. And even though he says he didn't meet his stretch goal, the goal that we knew of from the client, he surpassed that. I think he doubled it. So it was a great event. We got to be part of as speakers as well as work behind the scenes to help execute from uh, marketing operation side with HubSpot and has Summit set up to social media and email marketing. So a lot of fun. Alina, you want to introduce our guest? I would love to. Our guest is Ollie Whitfield from VanillaSoft. He is the growth marketing manager for VanillaSoft. And he also works with AutoClose as well. And he loves to write cold emails and call scripts. So this whole event that he threw, which was called Growth Month, was right up his alley because Growth Month is all about some of those things. So he really, we we had the opportunity to work with him on this and it was just such an amazing event. We got to be part of the event. We got to set up the event, like Stacy said, and Ollie really pulled it together, found the great speakers, and we are excited to talk to him about how he did it and why it was such a an event that was really impactful and successful. Hi, Ollie. Thank you so much for joining us on our show this week. How you been doing? Life's good. I'm, I'm pleased to finally make my debut on this. I've been, I've had my eye on coming on this show for a while. So now we've finally got a good reason for me to come on. I'm excited to be here and, and thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Well, we're excited to have you and We've had our eye on you for a while, too, to be on the show. So we're excited to have you to talk about some cool stuff that you've been doing at Vanilla Soft. No so maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you do at Vanilla Soft first, and then we'll dig into the topic. Yeah, well, um, it's funny. All my career, I've had jobs that are kind of the title is like irrelevant in a weird way. And, and that's not really a bad thing. It means you get to do a few different things. So if you read my title, Growth Marketing... I don't even know what that is, to be perfectly honest. I don't. So you really don't do have that. to do anything. Yeah, like kind of like you and Stacy, really. <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. There you go. I had We're to put that one in there. I apologize. <laughs> You're strategists, right? But uh, but yeah, in a sense, it's a bit more like demand gen, but is the way that I can see it for the most part. So sort of my my hands in sort of everything that we do for the most part, not you know that far in in some cases, but for all of our webinars and those things, all of our podcasting pretty much all of that will come through or involve me in some way. Um, some of the stuff like our website, I'm, I'm miles away from that. I wouldn't even try it. But um, yeah, anything where we're trying to generate a lead is what I would call it. So that's why I say demand gen. And you know, I would have said lead gen, but people seem to not like that. 
anymore. That's not cool. So yeah, uh, yeah we got to like the cool the, one now. We got to change up the names every once in a while, like yeah. SDRs and BDRs, and now lead gen to demand gen. Yeah. Well, Ollie, you surely have proven yourself as a lead gen person with this last growth month um, initiative that you did for Auto Close, which is the vanilla soft brand. Uh, I think you did. You double the goal amount of leads that you had to generate, or was it even better than that? I don't remember. I just know it was big. <laughs> we beat it. Um, my like stretch goal, we didn't get anywhere near it. So uh, I'll take oh. a piece of humble pie on that one, but definitely beat the goal by about well, 20%. Well, you beat the goal, so there's a win right there. Yeah, we're happy with that. And no one's, it's our second ever event like this. So it's not like we've done 50 in a row and, and we can maximize it. And it's not like, um, for example, I picked this stretch goal that I had based on Vidyard, which was one that we, we were mm-hmm. lucky enough to sponsor mm-hmm. and speak at previous. They got close to 2000 and I thought, you know what? I love to beat that, and I didn't. But uh, but they've been doing it quarter after quarter for I was about say, two or three years. They've been doing it for a while. So, yeah, this like, is the pretty first. sure they spin it up, and like a thousand people come anyway. Like maybe mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's how it works. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have that at all. We're, right. we're pretty much like zero plus whatever our email list can bring. So uh, so, so it's, that was a long way. This is just the second virtual conference growth month was that you've done with Vanilla Soft. Maybe you could give us, which uh, makes your stretch goal that you didn't meet a big deal. You did a great job after only two. But um, could you give us a little bit of background on what growth month was and uh, why you decided to do such a lengthy virtual conference? It was born out of the first one we did, which I'll go on record. It's my fault. It was a disaster. Well, very, well, very, first, very close. The first one we did was what GiveACon. And yeah. that was very vertical specific to higher ed fundraising. Yeah, which in fairness, I mean, the three of us, maybe, maybe you're a lot more well-versed in this area than me, but I don't know anyone there. So <laughs> right. trying to arrange a whole conference where you've got speakers there, pretty difficult. <laughs> right. You don't know anyone. So maybe a um, little bit of naivety and inexperience. I didn't know anyone like at all. So I had to lean a lot on our sales team. And I'm very, very grateful. They did an amazing job. Like they really came through on this. It mm-hmm. would have been nothing if they didn't do half the stuff they did. All the speakers, all the content, all the topics, everything. And the, yeah. just moderating all of it. So they deserve a huge plug and shout out for it. Yeah, they did. But, awesome you know, then it was and just you, a one day thing too. Yeah. And it's eight sessions and, mm-hmm. and this, this event ended up being 45, but I'm sure that you both feel the same. The, the sort of sharp learning curve of, Oh my God, this is so much <laughs> and how quickly we got it together because we had no yeah. time to build it and how little time we had to promote for how quickly that one day went by. I didn't watch one session. It, it was all out of that. So on that mm-hmm. one day that just all of those things combined, I went probably a little bit too far the other way. I just thought, Next time we do this, this is not happening. I've got to start right now. I've got to get as many speakers in now. I've got to get sponsors now. And by the end of that day, I had, I think, 25 of them out of the 45, mm-hmm. which made a world of difference. Yeah. I know it's still a massive road up to the, to the event from there, but it was, I needed so much time. I wanted the main problem as well. Like think of it one day you build up to it. Day happens, day over. That's it. When mm-hmm. you've got a month, you've got a month during probably probably a month previous and maybe even a couple of weeks afterward. So I was thinking, you know what, this is quite hard. We struggled to get in enough leads. We struggled to get the speakers to promote. If we've got like six times the amount of time, great. But, uh, but the whole, the whole idea of growth month was that it was going to be a month instead of one day, which was kind of the Achilles heel of the event I felt anyways. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if you heard it, this kind of feedback, but as a person who has attended like a jam-packed day or two session, I appreciate something spread out over multiple days because it's such a luxury for anybody to get to sit at their desk and I'm at a conference, but they're not mm-hmm. really, but so people can still bother them. Still so I think the idea of spacing out was great. The first one, like being honest, if you actually did go to the entire thing, you were really hungry by the end of the day. You had a banging headache because you hadn't drank all day. You hadn't <laughs> even been to the bathroom. You Nothing. Like if the mailman came to deliver your Amazon, you missed that. Just <laughs> no one's actually going to go through all of that. So yeah. yeah, I think we sort of learned quite quickly about the agenda being way too much. And then so just trying made, to cram it together. What made you choose like going for a month versus like some virtual conference will do a week. I've seen some where they did it the whole summer. So what made you think that the month would this, might be the sweet spot? Can I give you some really data driven, like specific really no, number? I, I don't like data. Oh, well, good. So that's what happened. Just like the sound of it, really. And when you think of it, like if per week, let's say we do um, a webinar a month or let's say we do two. Normally, you're going to divide out each week and say on Monday, we'll do one email on next Thursday, we'll do one. You're breaking up your week by that. So I'm mm-hmm. really thinking of it as how many swings of promotion do I need? Probably a couple at least, but we're also going to have other stuff to do as well. So, so maybe a month is a good round number. And looking around like the market, I haven't really seen anyone do a month specifically. No. So just let's give it a go, see what happens. And sort of the concept was, as I said, let's let's have a long time doing to promote, so yeah. we can keep going. And uh, and I think it it worked for that. Maybe it could have been a bit slightly different, but um, but what I was trying to achieve, I think it did with the format. I think it worked really well, um, having the whole month and then just having two sessions a day, so you're not overwhelmed and. With the tool, if you missed your session that you signed up for, you could still watch it throughout the month if if it had already happened. And so I thought that that was really cool because I did miss a session and I went and I'm like, oh, crap, I missed it. Or I was really late to one. Tyler uh, Lesser. Lesser? Yeah. Tyler from video. Yeah. yeah. I went to his and I was late and I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to miss like everything but it actually started from the beginning so i didn't miss anything and i really liked that about it but i think it was the perfect length the sessions weren't too long and having two a day just made it it was easy it was easy to think about attending because of that well you said the word overwhelmed in the middle and that you weren't overwhelmed i know you were (laughs) well working i may have been overwhelmed working on it but to someone that is attending you don't feel overwhelmed like if you go to a conference and you've got oh i gotta go to this session i gotta go to this session you know right after the other it just felt easy hopefully as well like if you added it to your diary you would have seen it it was 11 eastern and 2 eastern which are like not lunchtime yeah not middle of the morning, you know, kind of most webinars are like 11, two, three, something like that, where you're like middle of the day, mid stretch of your sprint to the end of the day or your sprint to lunch. So mm-hmm. hopefully those times worked out, but yeah, even at that, both of them were half an hour. So mm-hmm. probably so, you could get away with an hour a day. If most webinars are an hour, you could probably get yeah, away with that. Yeah. And I know you had challenges, which we've talked a little bit about some, but mm. what were the biggest challenges you faced like when it came to guests scheduling promoting all that different stuff 
Yeah. Um, do we have any champagne or like something strong around? <laughs> this is Need a shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to have a drink because I'm already feeling a bit hot. Just thinking about it. <laughs> there was a couple. Um, nothing too dire, to be realistic about it. Um, one actually really irritated me. One of the bigger names that I wanted to have on to really help bring in the crowd Mm-hmm. and they accepted the calendar invite and for whatever reason um, something happened on the day couldn't do it no big deal happens and I expect that with big deal speakers as well who are doing this all the time so we move it and uh, and that event comes and goes like no reply to the email checking in are you able to make it and uh, nothing and then I, I think I followed up four times and um, eventually they said oh but I can only do it tomorrow otherwise I'm on vacation and then I can't do it and, and we couldn't do tomorrow because that was Saturday. Right. And I've, I would do it personally, but I can't have our video team come and make sure it's okay and all that stuff. I would never yeah, ask right. that of anybody. So I was really disappointed by that. And uh, I've never named the person because that's just how it is. I understand. But that was a bit poor form for me. Mm-hmm. And then you're minus a big deal speaker. That was yeah. what was more important. If it was like a, a session on the side or one of the last ones, eh, you know, not great, but we can work it out. Right. Let's go and find another whale then, which was, you know, a bit of a problem. And the only other thing actually that was a bit annoying, um, this comes when you don't know every single one of the speakers, I confess. I know most of them, like a lot of them I've worked with before or we've had on our shows and other mm-hmm. things. We know what they're going to do. We know there was good value. And I would never ask them on if they weren't good for the content. That's the primary, right. but they've got to be able to help me promote it too. Otherwise, what's the point? Generally right. speaking, I can, I can give you the best event ever, but if no one comes, who cares? So exactly. they have to be able to tick that box too. Some of them either did a very poor job of that or just couldn't do it. And that sort of works against me as well. So much as I was very happy to have everyone that came, I'm amazed by the content. Like genuinely, some of it was outstanding. Some of them, it's like they think a retweet is a promotion. A, <laughs> that's not. B, that's not. And C, that's not. But further to that as well, you get some who just didn't do anything at all. And understand, yeah. you know, my big deal conference might be a tiny deal to them in their big company or whatever else. Maybe they don't need the leads, whatever it is. I do get it. But like for the basic, like, can you not put a tweet out because you're speaking at something? Or if I've right. written your tweets and I've at written your LinkedIn posts and emails, like do one because you've, if you've invested half an hour in this thing, so you might as well do it. Mm-hmm. That was, that was yeah. the only part I struggled to get my mind around. And, and that happens. It really does. We've seen it before. So shouldn't be a surprise, but that did sort of bother me a bit because I'm looking at the number of registrants thinking that's an amazing session. Like how many people would love that if they promoted right. it, but right. I didn't. Right. So, so would that change how you select speakers and upcoming or, or maybe what you ask them of them to do when it comes to promoting? A little bit. Um, I think of, we, we knew this beforehand and we sort of did it, but maybe not quite as, um, as obviously. So now instead of saying, we'd love to have you speak and we give you the leads if you can help us promote, it's a little bit different. We say, we have to see evidence of your promotion in order to give you the leads, but we want to anyway. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's selfish. Maybe not everybody does that. But, you know, risk reward. Yeah. What's the harm yeah. in you putting out a LinkedIn post? I mean, come on, it's, that's nothing. It's like right. half a minute to do that. And uh, yes, you're investing your time as a speaker, but you're also getting a, well, maybe they don't think of this, but you're getting a exposure to our, our whole list, our whole everything, every audience mm-hmm. that we've got. You get in our production and you can have the content, you can reuse it, any of those things. And then you're also getting the lead, which is what most people want. I'm just asking for a LinkedIn post. 
right. which is nothing. So maybe they don't think of it that way. I'm trying to be a bit more explicit about that. And maybe and for your next uh, event, we could make a uh, like a speaker's kit. This is these are the things you'll get if you agree, and you know, kind of like a what people look at on a website before they decide to pay to advertise or something. Really, it's make now it a rule. A They've got to do an ice ice baby wrap. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they don't come on. <laughs> That's fun. I think we should do make that a rule. Um. So one of the things I wanted to ask is when it comes to that promotion in the past with some of the webinars that we've done with Vanilla Soft, we spent a lot of time putting kits together and writing all these multiple Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts for them. And they never used them. They would just always retweet. Is that something that did you do any of that for them? For those that maybe weren't posting yet? Yeah, um, I did notice a couple of, it's particularly the like more highbrow ones that you're not, maybe this is my fault too. I mean, it's in, in our, in finance often what we talk about, it's all about selling. So as they always say, if you've got one point of contact in a company, that's not good. If they go dark on you, you're, that's it. You've not got anything else. So maybe the truth that applies to this too. Picking out any session you want, some of the ones that this happened to, I only really talked to the insert role and not the marketer as well. I should have asked for or got the marketer on side as well, because let's say you're a massive deal influencer, right? You're one of the, the top people in your industry. You're not going to be sitting there writing your LinkedIn posts, maybe. Like probably most people do, but I know a lot of executives who don't do that. I know yeah. just how much people charge people to do that as well. And it's a lot. So yeah. it happens. Maybe I should have got a bit more on side with the marketers, I think, and uh, and then it would have happened. But yeah, like for example, there were two or three. I mean, I'm not going to name them and I'm not going to tell you if you guess, but go to my Twitter feed. You'll find a couple of them are mentioned more than others. That's mm-hmm. me getting their little social boost because right. otherwise nothing happened. So yeah. as much as it was annoying, I like found a backhand way and it didn't look like they promoted it, but I got some of their audience somehow. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes you have to do those things yeah. to get it to get it going. Well, it's more than just trying to get all those speakers confirmed, even though they're a huge part of it. Um, what all is involved in setting up something like this, either this one or GiveCon? Uh, what what do you have to do to put on a virtual conference if people aren't familiar with what goes on behind the scenes? It's like building a house. You think you planned everything, the roof doesn't come because you didn't order it and then it comes on a rainy day and you forgot to pay for it and you didn't have the money for it. There's always <laughs> more in something that happens that you forget that you can possibly plan for and that's part of it. You have to accept it unless you've done a million of them and fair enough, but um, that wasn't the case for us. So from start, you need, um, just trying to think, the tool that we use was Hey Summit and again, Thanks very much to Stacey. I mean, it probably wouldn't have even happened point blank without you and, and Hey Summit. Um, so there was that. And that solved a huge problem because straight away you're looking at a lot of money. And I mean, a really serious amount of money to host it on anything else. So you need a hosting platform because you just cannot build it yourself. And you, I would re- never recommend you do that. Then um, you need just generally speaking the concepts and to work it out with the team. That was probably one of the bigger parts. Um, I didn't do an amazing job of that, to be fair. I just kind of decided we're doing this, which isn't the best way to do it. Not really anyone in the team got to say, no, I don't like that name or anything, which is that <laughs> that's a weakness of me. I accept it. But, you know, the concept, the working out the agenda, working out the topics, working out the speakers, working out bandwidth and all of those things. 
and the promo plan and how much bandwidth the promo plan needs and the timing of it and all of the other things like that. When you're doing other work too, you've got to tie in and around the calendar of, well, this webinar is needing this promotion, but we also want to promote that and all the social media feeds full up. There's a lot of that stuff going on. So generally speaking, looking at the calendar of the entire team, what have we got? What have we got to do? When does it have to happen? And what gaps do we have? Well, that's really the main thing that was time consuming that we had to work out. And that's, how, that's sort of where I think we did a good job because we were able to work out those slots we had available rather than just like, throwing stuff out. Then, um, then, as you said, it's a lot of the speakers. That was quite a long time. If you think of it as 45 speakers, which is probably 45 people, that's a lot of people to deal with one-to-one, a lot of questions, a lot of back or forth females meetings. Then we had 10 sponsors. That's probably about two people per sponsor. So again, 20 more, which makes it about 65 people. It's getting even busier now. And just like a lot of back and forth on things like we're making your speaker image. And I think... Elena hated making those images, but not as, well, more nearly as much as I hated sending them. Just imagine <laughs> typing that email in Gmail, copy, paste, send, change name, change image, like over and over. There's so much of that. And and then once you got the whole thing set up, the, the website is a whole other beast. This was like Stacy's hell as well as mine. Um, <laughs> making the website look good, even if you can, uh, adding all of the content, adding the timing, adding the recordings, put in a description um god what else picking what fields you want on the on the form and just so much of that admin stuff that you don't even think about or see you'd probably go to the site now and you think oh yeah easy it was just like a template right. or something yeah. no, <laughs> no you're wrong it, it was basically zero you've got you've and got I placeholders an, and that's it i just had an idea to make it easier for next time when you have all those speaker images, let's just have a spreadsheet of all those people and we'll upload it as a custom field of their image. We can just send a HubSpot insert personal token email. You don't have to copy paste, copy paste 65 times. You couldn't think of that like two No, I didn't know you guys were doing that. I was about now to we're say we love Stacy, but, but you said that now and I feel resentment, but... <laughs> <laughs> so what was the uh, most um, productive or best channel that you used to promote the event? Did you notice one winning over the other? Um, well, going against the actual answer I was going to give, LinkedIn was by far and away the most popular one. Um, I was one of, this isn't like, I don't even generate that many people to come watch us every time, but I promoted it a lot of times and we did a lot of specific stuff to make my promo go a bit further. I was one of the maybe top 10 producers of uh, registrations, but everyone else who produced a lot as a speaker, it was all LinkedIn, like every bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest were the sponsors really helped pull their weight. A couple of them, particularly it, it was an email. And you can mm-hmm. tell because the UTMs tell me it says HubSpot and I know HubSpot overwrites some of the UTMs. So it's yeah. obvious. That's, um, and maybe even uh, like as we're recording this, people post LinkedIn posts about a, a webinar or something. It's it's not working quite as good anymore. Like mm-hmm. a little bit less. It feels a bit like the Facebook drop back in the day. I oh, think yeah. maybe not quite as dramatic, but it's getting yeah. that way. So if you can't send an email, it's sort of like hedge your bets, hedge your expectations a little bit. So anyone yeah. who did do a marketing email, yeah. Like it, it helped quite a lot and you can really yeah, tell the difference. Sense, I remember, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I remember the, the moment I could tell you one of the sponsors did it because a hundred people dropped through <laughs> and it was just obvious. So, oh, look, they sent an email. 
you know, yeah. and, and we can tell that. So, And I think also with LinkedIn, it's, it's almost becoming more like Facebook um, in the way that people are using it. And people just aren't paying attention as much or it's, it's just oversaturated with so many different things that you're getting hit with. So when you can send those emails, I think it does make a huge difference. Now, yeah. some people that have the pull can put something out there and you get tons of people sign up from it on LinkedIn, but not everyone. It makes a huge yeah. difference. Sadly, not me. You're getting there though. Trying. <laughs> So as far as like the, the topics, did you, did you choose the topics? Like when you were looking at the people and you're like, okay, I know them. I know they know a lot about this. Did you ask them to t- speak on a sp- certain topic or was it that they, you would say, Hey, you want to speak and what would you like to talk about? How'd you For the about most that? part, I had an idea just knowing who they are, what they might talk about. And for for context, there were two different talk tracks on the on the conference as a whole. So I had the sales specific side, and then I had the startup and like bootstrapping founder stuff on the other side. So two different things, and you kind of had um, a range within each. But I didn't want it to be too much of one topic. So for example, where we maybe were a little bit heavy was uh, was cold email on the sales side. There was maybe three or four on that, and then on other topics we maybe had one. So, you know, a bit different there. Mm-hmm. Um, I approached, I basically drew up like a massive, massive list of everyone who I thought would be a good speaker, what things they might talk about. And then I crossed off, well, like, I don't need seven cold email people. Yeah. Um, and what else do we have? So a bit of that, like to begin with, to build the bulk of it, but toward the end, and especially like if, if you're looking for a, a headline type of person, they might have something they're, they're excited about today, right? That you, you sort of can tell them, like, I want you to talk about this. And most of the time they'll be fine with that because they don't have to think about it and they'll take it. But sometimes it depends who it is. They prefer to suggest to you, oh, no, no, I just did one about this last week. It was really good. Like, let me do that one again. I've got so a new you can book kind of take it out or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like so they've, they've just got the PowerPoint up and they're going through it. Same thing mm-hmm. again. So a little bit of a mix. But for the most part, I knew what I wanted them to do based on not having too much of one topic within. Right one of the topics otherwise it would have been a bit too much so ollie if you had to do this all over again which i assume you will next year what would you do differently um well there were, there were these two people that were paying in my ass the whole time the jacksons i mean <laughs> um, you get rid of them <laughs> no i would double their hours if i could um <laughs> No, in fairness, that you were both incredibly helpful. I mean, the whole thing doesn't happen whatsoever. It doesn't even come close if uh, if you both did everything that you did. So, so thanks very much for it. But uh, for different next time, I think even again, like we were way ahead of this. Even so, we still could have maybe had some more time to promote it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel a bit of a squeeze. And I think that's, that's mainly because, not even about the event, I think it's because what we had just before it. I think we had a webinar kind of running into a bit of that promo time, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of other little things here and there, which sort of, it made us feel a squeeze, not in terms of what we promoted, but I think it's mm-hmm. in terms of like, if I'm picturing Elena's average week in, in working with us, that was a bit closer to the wire than it should have been for you. You were doing a little bit too much or there was too many emails you had to do too many, whatever else is. So a bit of that, I think just a bit more time. And that again, like, even today, uh, our video producer, Daniel, who did a stellar job, 
over 23 hours of video content he yeah, edited in a month. He's gone on vacation today. By God, he deserves it. <laughs> I think he got extremely tired towards the end, like really tired. So I hate doing that to, to anybody on the team. So I think even the time thing again, though you could say I was, what was it? March 31st was the GiveCon date, which is when I kind of started for this. And it was the whole of June, so June 1st. Two, three months sounds like quite a lot. And it was. If we could have done maybe an extra couple of weeks, I think it would have made just that bit extra difference. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking one thing that we should do different would be, you know how HubSpot, everybody in the company went on holiday the week of July 4th? Mm-hmm. So after the next growth month thing, the whole marketing team gets to take the whole week off. Rest week. Yeah. <laughs> rest week. I love it. No, rest month. You think David would go for that? You think David I think we should have like a team holiday or something to like Miami. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. So we'll be talking to David about that later. Um, <laughs> so what advice could you offer to someone that's listening? If they're thinking about doing a virtual conference, what would your top advice be to them? Um, it's, you really can't just like pick out an idea from nowhere. Kind of like I did. I was lucky very much that, I mean, I wouldn't have done something we couldn't have achieved, but there's more available to me because of the resources and the skills and the talents we have. So I couldn't have done a month without the ability to work with you both with, uh, with Daniel, our producer, with a whole bunch of people on our team who did ver- a lot of things to get the whole thing up from the ground. It would have been like a day on zoom if it was me by myself that would have been pretty crap. You know, the, the mm-hmm. first one we did was a day, but it still involved a lot of people and it was a lot. So probably um, you've got to see what you have available to you in terms of bandwidth and, and resources. So for example, never consider editing any video if you're not specialist at that. I don't even think about it. <laughs> I'm very lucky we have Daniel for that. And if I didn't have Daniel, I wouldn't even think about it. It would be straight on Zoom. So mm-hmm. it crosses off your options and then you go from there. Um and, and basically simplicity is always the best. I mean, I didn't want to have anything um, too complicated. I didn't want to have two things going at the same time. That, that's just going to go wrong. Making it as easy as possible. And then basically from that, you treat it as anything else. It's who do we want? Why do we want them? What can they talk about? And let's double check everything. Is every single one of them going to attract a customer? And as I say that, the cat is, is very attractive, what I'm telling you. <laughs> and uh, clearly we must be onto something. But... Um, but yeah, it was basically just about let's make sure this makes sense and then we'll go from there and we sort of add scale as, as we can. Luckily, I was able to do the first event and sort of learn some of those lessons, get it wrong, and then pile on from the next experience. But uh, I think I got your, I think I answered you, right? Yeah. Yes. So we'd like to ask one more question of our guests and it's just for fun. If you weren't the growth marketing manager at Vanilla Soft, what would your dream job be? Uh, oh gosh. Does it have to be realistic or can it be anything? No, no, it can be anything. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Um, I was, I was going to say the England football team manager, but that's, that's a piece of hell actually. <laughs> um, I wanted to be uh, a journalist when I, when I was a kid. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I used to write like articles about like a review of a, of a soccer match and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> And I applied to do, we, we have work experience in the UK when you're about 15, you go do two weeks of work experience where you make coffee and stuff like that. I applied to go to a local newspaper and they told me, hey, 
just so you know, like one in 3,000 people get a job in this market every year. And I thought, oh, eh, oh, wow. probably won't do that. So um, <laughs> I, I kind of keep like to it a little bit. And if you think about it, we make content. So it's similar. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wanted to do that. And I've, you know what? When I was a kid, I wanted to be the commentators on the on the matches. And then yeah. second oh, be best fun. was the uh, was writing about it because you still had to be there. So right. maybe the commentator. I don't know. Bit left field. Score! <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> All right. So if people want to connect with you, how should they reach out? LinkedIn, Twitter, what's your favorite channel to for them to reach out to you? It's so boring to say LinkedIn, isn't it? Everybody does that now. <laughs> but it's true. So yeah, I'm there. And lucky for me, I have a kind of weird name. So I'll probably come up somewhere near the top if you type my name in. I do a bit of Twitter. That's more me just moaning about stuff and uh, complaining if my football team's losing. But primarily that's that. And one of the things that I did after our session at Growth Month was I did start that TikTok account that you two dared me to do. Yes. I'm like doing okay. I'm trying, but I'm not very consistent. So. I like your videos though. They, I do too. They, they speak crack me to up. what people are experiencing and they're funny. So it's... And the one standing at the window with the rain falling <laughs> or you're looking all sad, looking out the window. <laughs> I think that was the one that Stacy died laughing about. I was like it? the one where he's sitting in the shower. Oh, oh yeah, that was, that was that, Yeah, that one was funny. Yeah, that one was and good. the most recent one about like pop old school pop-up video where he's reading the, <laughs> the email and all these. Yeah. Mm, so, so you're you're nailing it, Ollie. You're doing yeah, good. In my book, I'm I'm an old lady on TikTok, so I may not be your target <laughs> audience, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm trying my Meanwhile, best. in his head, he's thinking, involved. "I need to. I got to read this. <laughs> I'll get my cat These involved. You'll love it. It'll be great. I'm trying my best, but yeah, it's a bit of fun, really. I yeah. use it to post in, in other places. Really, it's not really about yeah. how far I get there. Yeah. Well, if you want to please go and follow ollie uh you'll get some good information and he's he's i, I actually like following you on twitter because you talk, share little snippets of things that you're getting from other people and it makes me laugh because i'm like yes i hate it when i get those things but <laughs> anyway so go follow him and if you want to get in touch with me or stacy you can follow us on twitter elena underscore jacks that's a-l-a-n-n-a underscore j-a-x or you can follow stacy on twitter that's s-t-a-c-y underscore j-a-x and you can find both of us on LinkedIn, Elena Jackson, Stacey Jackson, and make sure to subscribe to the B2B Mix Show and we will catch you next time.